There has to be a podcast out there just titled Shit No One Else Says. Down the grindhouse trail we go. You just broke my brain. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no. You want to see more dudes? You're after more dudes? Enjoy your dude fest. With your little bullshit Casio machine. I want robots stepping on skulls while they shoot lasers at shit. That's getting nerdy there. Oof. I love how pissed you are about it, though. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that uses only practical effects. I am Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> no CGI bullshit here, son. No, 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 no. How are you this evening? I'm uh, I'm doing better now. It's been a long day. It's Monday, and you know how Mondays can be sometimes. But you know what? It's okay. We're podcasting, so all is well in the universe. That's right. Cheers <laughs> to you. Same here. Yep. And what yep. a Monday it was. Holy crap. Yeah, busy, me too. Busy, busy, busy. Anyway, screw work and all that boring crap. Let's talk about Amen. some movies. Yes, that's uh, right. We got a lot to co- ground to cover tonight, so let's not waste any time. First up, though, as always, is the roulette, uh, where we try and find the gems and avoid the grenades. And this epi- uh, episode, it is the Irish pub up against the pack. And you get to go first, sir. What ha- The pack. Tell me about okay. this uh, masterpiece. Okay, this masterpiece was directed by Nick Robertson. And stars Katie Moore and other people that you've never heard of, more than likely. And uh, it's from Australia. And I'm getting the good stuff out of the way first, by the way. This is all the, the, the positives here that I'm just I'm getting out of the way now. And um, hey, guess what? It was shot with slick HD cameras. That's something. Like all of these Netflix movies seem to be. Uh, and that's about where my positive stuff stops. Um, there could have been a good movie in this uh, because I'm, I am a self admittedly, I am a sucker for a really good creature feature or, uh, you know, animals running amok type of thing. There are some really good movies out there. Obviously one of the most notorious ones and best is Jaws. Uh, and I, I did a review on my most recent soft underbelly episode where I talk about Grizzly, this total ripoff of Jaws, which is a solid movie. Uh, so this falls in line with that. It's killer dogs or rabid dogs, whatever. But it's so generic. And here I am saying this movie is generic when I just said that Grizzly is a complete ripoff of Jaws. <laughs> but, yep. but but Grizzly had that 70s charm. It was shot on film and it was fun. This is completely devoid of all fun. There's no fun to be had. It's played very serious, which is, that's fine. But it's it's boring series. You've seen it all before. It's the internal, it's the, the family is stuck in a house and they're all bickering and they're all, you know, upset with each other, but they come to grips with things because they're fighting off the dogs. Uh, <sighs> supposedly, supposedly they use real dogs in the movie, trained dogs. Okay. That's cool. That's I'll give them props for that. But every and any animal attack scene in the movie we get a very tight, up-close, shaky cam shot action going on. So here comes the dogs, and we have an up-close, shaky cam. There's a volcano, earthquake, any other natural disaster outside. It's shaking the entire screen because you can't see what's going on. Well, they don't. They, they have to cover up their inability to or the, to show something good. Yes. That's why they do yeah. that. 
And she... It goes the same way in action movies when you have that extreme shaky cam and you can't tell what's going on. It's because you have actors who don't know martial arts trying to uh, fake it, and it yes. looks horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to Grizzly with this one, too. Grizzly was very fake. And they, obviously they had some footage of a real bear, but then the actual attacks were, you can just tell they were fake. But it's like, you see this big woolly claw, or you know, this big woolly come into frame for a, for a second or two, and then someone falls down with red paint on them or whatever. But it, it worked for what it was. I'm like, at least I can see what's going on, where this is just, oh, here comes Earthquake, and shaky, 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 and maybe a little bit of blood, and then cut. And, yeah, whatever. No. Nope. Uh, and... That's all right. We got these animal movies. We got to give them a shot because every once in a while you get one like the what was it called that I watched uh, last year? I think it was called Animal. Did you watch that one? I oh, recommended yeah. that you watch that one. Yeah, that, that was a that was a straight up creature feature, like an actual like a monster yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah but but I yeah, liked I that movie. I thought that movie was passably good. I mean, enter, I was entertained by it. I didn't hate yeah. it. It had some gory bits and cool yeah. kind of creature thing. And yeah, you know, uh, most recently for me, I can think of. Uh, another dog movie called The Breed, and that came out like maybe four or five years ago. I think Michelle Rodriguez was in it. And that was that was decent for what it was. It, it, I remember thinking at the end, I'm like, oh, that, was, that wasn't bad for... It did, nothing bothered me with the, the whole shaky cam crap like this movie pulls off. Uh, that's, I don't know, whatever. That's the best I can say about that movie. But did you ever see The Breed? No, I don't even know. I'm, I, I must not be up on my Michelle Rodriguez flicks. No, <laughs> bunch Sorry, of German no. shepherds and they attack a house and it was okay. But okay. this is just no. I'm good. Pass. All right. Thumbs down yeah. on the pack. It's it, and it's by the way. It's not like the worst thing you're ever going to see. It's competently made, I suppose, as far as you know, lit okay and shot well. And the actors are not complete amateurs, but it just reeked of mediocrity and therefore, nope. I'm good. Yeah. Good to know. I'll avoid. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is that it? That is it. Over on my side, I had The Irish Pub, a documentary about Irish pubs. And uh, <laughs> definitely, I'm giving this one a thumbs up. You should definitely watch it. Uh, oh, I can't I, wait to watch it. Yeah. I need to change your expectations of what it is then. and may, Or maybe yours are properly set and mine were wrong, whatever the case may be. But... About 15 minutes into this thing, I was like, oh boy, I think this is going to be boring and I'm going to be disappointed by it. And about the next 15 minutes after that, I was like, no, I'm now into this. Like, because I kind of get what they're doing here. And what I kept thinking while I was watching this is that America is a young country. Because you go back to like the older countries where they have history going back so much further than we do. And mm-hmm. some of these pla- places have been there for generations. So when they're just sitting around telling their stories of, and that's basically what this is, is they, they go to a bunch of different Irish pubs and, uh, the old farts sitting there will tell you a story. Oh, that's old Mally's, um, seat over there. And he died in such, in such a year and he said, hang my hat over the bar at, at over my seat. And that way anytime it has a seat, somebody's drinking there, I'm drinking with him. Just, you know, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then you go to another story or another pub and it's even older. And a lot of these places are real hole in the wall. Yeah. I mean, a really small, re- like three bar stools. Ah, oh, that's awesome. They're I, really that, sweet. that sounds cool to me. 
It is cool, and it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It was very well shot. Um, not, I mean, the entire thing is subtitled because they are <laughs> hardcore, oh, yeah, uh, kind of Irish-speaking uh, people. But it's great. I love the the tenor of uh, that language. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that this was a home run documentary, but I really enjoyed watching it, and they had some really cool stories that I got more invested in as it went along because it, you realized, oh, the generations that are involved here, and you realized how old some of these places are. Um, yeah, thumbs up. Give it a watch. Cool. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't think it'll blow your socks off or anything, but I think you'll enjoy it. Good. Yeah, I just thought that that looked so interesting to me was just these old Irish pubs. Yeah. Because I, I would love to go to Ireland sometime, and you might yeah. want to be prepared for how they treat strangers because they talk about how they treat strangers, and it's pretty. Ooh. I don't know. Is it, it'll be okay, but you just you might want to be chatty because I don't think they do well with. Uh, oh, I'm just going to get my beer and sit over here. It's like, oh no, th- we don't we don't even we don't give a shit about movies or TV or anything. We come to the pub and we talk and we tell stories and we you know play a little guitar and who are you? What's your story? Tell us, you know. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, it is, man. It was sweet. I enjoyed it. Uh, so Irish pub, thumb, thumbs up. Good. Okay. And that's about all to say about that. Uh, let's sell our movies for the next round and keep right okay. on trucking here because uh, Rabbit Trail and Recently Watched, I have a feeling you're going to go tonight. Uh, yes, so. they are. Go ahead. What do you got Okay. For First up is a 2016 movie called Holidays, an anthology horror movie from uh, obviously numerous directors. Main one of course, is Mr. Kevin Smith, and that is why I threw it your way, is because Kevin Smith did do a segment on this, and I have heard some positive things on this movie, and the trailer was batshit crazy. So, of course, I had to put it on there for you. The trailer was fantastic. I posted yeah. it a while back. The music that was in that. it was so good. Yeah, that was great. That uh, had a huge smile on my face. And, man, that was one, honestly, like, I, it pretty much you could give it a zero score, and I'm probably still going to watch it because... It's an anthology movie, and I love a really good anthology movie. So, uh, anyway, if that's uh, your choice, then I'm fingers crossed that that might be a good one. Next up is a movie called The Invitation. Oh, and by the way, Holidays, it all, it's it, it's a horror anthology that obviously wraps around holidays. There you go. I don't really need to explain a whole lot more about what the movie is about. Yeah. Uh, next up is The Invitation from 2015. Uh, while attending a dinner party at his former home, a man thinks his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister intentions for their guests. And um, already was I, in the queue. Okay, yeah, and I this movie here, I, I've read some reviews on it, and then it seems to be getting some positive, uh, some positive stuff. So uh, it actually was directed. Yeah, I'm on IMDb here, and I believe this is directed by the lady that did uh, Eon Flux and Fight Girl. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and Jennifer's Body, which was, eh, but still, that's, those are big enough movies where this one here, I would guess, would be a bit elevated to. Jennifer's Body was at least directed well enough. The, yes, it was. It the was. problem there was the shit, uh, script. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at least, I mean, this is a, not a first, you know, a first time filmmaker here making right. a thing. So. And then last but not least, and I almost didn't put this on there, but I, because I like this actress so much, I wanted to. Um, it's a long shot, but I, I threw on there uh, Colonia, 
Now, it also goes by The Colony on IMDb 2015, and it stars Emma Watson, which I really think she is a very talented young actress. And usually, to me, someone like her, with her name attached to a movie, uh, I I elevate that to a certain extent. Uh, Hermione? Hermione. That's okay. Hermione. Yeah, right. Hermione Granger from the Harry yeah. Potter series. So, right. uh, this is a this is a drama, though. Hour and 50 minutes. A young woman's desperate search for her abducted boyfriend uh, draws her into the infamous Colonia uh, Dig- Dignidad, a sex nobody has ever escaped from. That just sounds really cool to me. And uh, nice-sized budget, too. So, shot over in uh, Europe, in Germany, in France. But... Um, I I have a feeling that that's going to be a good one, and I have a, also have a feeling that that's one that I could see myself watching with my wife sometime. Mm. So anyway, there cool. you go. Um, I forget. Am I supposed to tell you what I'm picking now, or do I tell mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take holidays, obviously, and I the reason I did not throw holidays your way uh, was because I absolutely want to watch this thing so bad. And you're the <laughs> you're the horror guy, and if you came back and gave it a negative review, I'd probably be like, eh. yeah. So no, that, I actually, that's, I'm glad. That's I, the only I, reason I didn't throw it your way is because I really want to watch it. So I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm actually, I'm gonna wait until you watch the thing because uh, that that actually works out good. I, I I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, uh, coming your way. First up is Convergence, a roulette pick. Caught in a bomb blast, Detective Ben Walls awakens in an eerie hospital where mysteries start piling up and supernatural forces converge. And <laughs> But it's a roulette pick, so there you have it. Uh, next, Rebirth. And uh, I picked this one because I was listening to a podcast and Adam Goldberg was on promoting it. I really like him. Uh, long-lost buddy Zach gets suburban dad Kyle on a bus to a rebirth seminar, sending him down a rabbit hole of psychodrama, seduction, and violence. And I, it seems, it's a roulette pick, and it seems like it's, eh, maybe it's something. And because you were so kind in throwing me a, a short, <laughs> uh, <laughs> documentary last time, and I'm throwing you two blatant roulette picks so far, I included a short documentary for you called Skyline, not... The Other Skyline, this is a documentary. Harnessing an ambitious team of scientists and entrepreneurs, Dr. Bradley C. Edwards lays out the groundwork to build an elevator to space. And this instantly went on because I'm very curious about it because I had, in one of my, uh, this novel I've kind of been working on from time to time here over the years, that's one of the concepts that I build into it in this near sci-fi futuristic world I'm creating is this sort of tunnel elevator thing in uh, uh, from Earth to Moon. That's one, oh, that's, one, one yeah. of the concepts that I'm kind of building. So when I saw Elevator to Space, I was like, you bastard, stole my idea, clearly, <laughs> of the five-chapter novel that's been on a computer no one's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, that sounds really cool. And I, I did a little research on all three of these movies. And I got to say, uh, Convergence and Rebirth, they both sound really good. Um, Rebirth has me a bit nervous because that's directed by a gentleman named Carl Mueller. And he also directed, let me just click on it here. He also directed a movie called Mr. Jones, which I watched. And I believe that was on Netflix at one time. That was a roulette, I think. That was awful. Oh. Yeah. I never watched that one. Sorry. Uh, The Convergence one, I think, would be even... 
Yeah, he's in, ends up in a hospital. It, it just screams, oh, it's all in your head, or it's all a dream, or wait for the twist, mm-hmm. and we'll tell you, and it was all a misunderstanding. Yeah. But it's a roulette, and it yep. said supernatural in there, so hey. you're gonna pick it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, no. Uh, between those three, I, yeah, Convergence would have probably been the first one that I would pick, but... Uh, I am this time going to go with the safer pick, which is Skyline. I'm up for another documentary. Those are even even mediocre documentaries can be a lot better than crap like The Pack. Yeah. And so I'm ready for something like that. And that sounds really cool. And I think that that's going to make for some really good discussion on next episode is the actual subject matter of building uh, an elevator to outer space. That's awesome. Well, it is hard to pass up one that's that short. Yes, exactly. So, there you go. Okay, stay tuned for next episode. It will be Holidays Up Against Skyline. And with that, let's move into The Rabbit Trail, where we just kind of bounce all over the place talking about whatever we want. Um, That's right. And I brought a topic for tonight. Actually, it's relative. Are are some of our rabbit trail and our recently watches going to overlap and intertwine? And, uh, yeah go back and start it from the beginning again <laughs> uh, because of a movie we watched. So we're going to talk about some time travel movies uh, because of one that I've been throwing on the roulette now for the, like three weeks in a row called synchronicity. Eugene, mm-hmm. Eugene texted me that you started watching this thing and you were so in love with it that I was like, well, I better watch it too. Um, exactly. Harsh sarcasm. <laughs> but anyway, I figured eh, I should, if he's going to take the pain, then, then I'm going to take it, too, so that at least we can talk about it. Um, why, why don't we do that? We'll get our synchronicity reviews up front, and then we'll, we'll move into the topic. Now, uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, I'm going to first off admit I did not watch the entire movie. I got so sick of it that I turned it off with 45 minutes left. And, it's uh, totally fine. It wasn't a roulette, so you can yeah, a re- actual. So, yeah, turn it off, and I just I hopped on IMDb and did a quick search to see how the thing ends, and I'm like, yep, I'm I'm good, I'm good. S Y N C. Let's pull this thing up here. Okay, synchronicity. Uh, Jacob Gentry directed this movie, and he here's the thing. He actually, uh, what also directed The Signal from 2007, which I think is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was that just rubbed me the wrong way with this movie. I think it starts with the female uh, the female uh, actress in this. I, I hated her from the minute I saw her and how she acted. I, I hated her. A.J. Bowen, uh, Bowen is in this, and I do like him. He was in... Uh, no, wait. I do like him. Yeah, he's been in some stuff that I've I've quite enjoyed. Uh, the Sacrament being one of them. Yeah, yeah. He was in House of the Devil, wasn't he? Yeah, House of, yeah, it's him. Okay. Yep. And uh, Michael Ironside is in this. Which yeah. At this point, you know, yeah. Okay. Oh, it makes any movie metal. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not even going to try to get into the subject matter here. It time travel uh, right. stuff. I'll take over from here. Uh, I know why you didn't like this movie, uh, and I'll. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to skip ahead too far. Uh, my review of the movie: uh, the first uh, half an hour or so, first act, where they were really going and setting stuff up. I will admit um, that actress needs some work, but I didn't hate her. Uh, she needs some work though. She's a little rough around the edges, and 
very attractive lady. Uh, do it did okay for a direct to video kind of affair, but she was probably the weakest acting point of the movie, in my opinion. Um, the movie itself, I mean, as it went along, I lost more and more interest after the first half. First half hour is like, what is wrong with you? This is amazing. This is great. It's a very <laughs> low budget, but they're using it very wisely. It's it's shot very uh very well it it has some real interesting take i was even making connections to under the skin uh it it feels like they just completely ripped off the blade runner score it just sounds like vangelis from doing the blade runner thing exactly like that <laughs> which was yep. that's a positive that's great i i love that um but then after that first half an hour it kind of i was like oh oh we're doing that we're doing the the overlap and the repeat, and and then I was like, ah, damn it! And then I was like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna muscle through it, and um, I did. I watched it all the way through for the most part. I think towards the end, I fast forwarded a couple of minutes here and there because I was like, yeah, yeah, conversation, talking about what's happening. I got it. Um, and then uh, in the third act, I, I, I did. There were some parts of the third act that I did like because uh, I thought they did some some stuff that was new that I'd never seen before in a time travel movie. Uh, where spoiler alert, uh, but you don't really need to go after this one, but um. Instead of traveling back in time to his own time, he was sidestepping to other dimensions times because it's a multiverse scenario, which was very interesting concept I've never seen done before. And it did give it a nightmarish feel. There was a couple of moments towards the end where I was like, oh, that kind of creeps me out. And at first I was like, wait, what is going on? And then when it was like, oh, this, and it was like, oh, shit. That's, ugh. So all the time that he's trying to, okay. So there's the synchronicity. We've got that out of the way. I, I would give it a a passing thumbs down. I didn't hate it. It it, it had some good ideas. It just I, I wasn't in love with it. Um But in researching time travel movies, I came up with an uh, uh something struck me. There kind of are two kinds of time travel movies. And I broke them down like this the overlap movie and the adventure movie. And sometimes, oh, okay. sometimes some of these, some of these, uh, time travel movies are, are both. But a surprising amount of time, they're really one or the other. And by the overlap movie, it's, I, what I mean by that is the guy goes through time and then he's like, oh crap, I gotta go back and fix this. So he goes back to through time again and he's gotta avoid himself and he's, um, going through the same situation over and over and over trying to fix it. And it's a little different each time, like synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, Primer is another good example, because they're reliving the same day kind of over and over and over. Uh, there's a couple others on here we'll get into. Um, Groundhog Day, I guess, would be the most notable one. Yeah. But in that one, he's not truly time-traveling so much as just his, day, his day resets, because if he was time-traveling, yeah. there'd be 30,000 of him in that day. Uh, as for the adventure ones, I, I was thinking, that's more like the playful time travel movies, the ones where we're going on an adventure and we're just going to hop in our car or our time machine or whatever. And we whisk away to different times and we just keep going forward instead of reliving the same day, like time bandits back to uh-huh. back to the future is a fine example. Um, Star Trek four, you know, mm-hmm. they go, you know, anyway, does, does that make sense? Oh, perfect. Yep. Okay. So here's kind of my lists. Of these two. Adventure movies. Time Bands, Back to the Future, uh, Terminator, Flight of the Navigator, Deja Vu. Remember that one? Mm. That is an underrated 
uh, Scott movie. That's a pretty good movie. Uh, the Time Machine, take your pick of whichever one you want. Uh, overlap movies, the ones that repeat. Time Crimes, which was a better version of Synchronicity. Synchronicity was mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing, but Time Crimes was better. Seek that one out. Terminator Genesis. That, that would, <laughs> see now, see what I did there? The first Terminator is in the adventure category because yep. it just does, goes straight forward. Whereas Terminator Genesis, now, now they've come back on it. I would say kind of all of the Terminator 1, 2, 3, all of those would be adventure. The only overlap is Genesis because now they're redoing those events. Edge of Tomorrow. There's a perfect example of an overlap. Mm. Movie. Oh yeah. Um, I have predestination as overlap, but it really should be in the middle. Because it's kind of a bit of both. Because you're going through it from one perspective, the overlap it just kind of is coincidental. Same with same with Deja Vu. And then the ones that are a bit of both, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Twelve Monkeys, Looper, Back to the Future Two. They play. See, Back to the Future Two is like that adventure where it's A to B to C, but it plays around with a bit of the overlap when he, um, towards the end, is back in 1955 up on stage watching himself play guitar. Oh yeah. So there is a Boy. bit of that overlap in there, but and I I totally missed Twelve Monkeys. I totally missed that movie. Yeah. In my in my creating of my own list here, and I tend to uh, prefer the adventure movies. I think most people probably do. The overlap ones are a tougher sell, and with you, they are a tougher sell. You are not a oh, big yes. fan of the over, and that's fine. It's it's a total. I totally get that because it, it's like oh, I'm already seeing this, and you idiot, you're making the same mistakes, so now I got to watch you make more mistakes over and over again. It's really hard to sell that version of time mm-hmm. travel. Uh, so when I watched the first half an hour of Synchronicity and got to, oh, we're doing this, I was like, yeah, yeah. now I see why Eugene hates it, and that's like, that's <laughs> and that's totally fine. Totally, I'm not I, defending but, it. But I will say this: two of my favorite time travel movies are exactly that, but they have to be done exactly right for me to really like them. And I'll get into to two of the ones that I really, really dug. Okay. I'll pass to you in just a sec. Um, okay. With sync back to synchronicity. Um, yeah. I just kept coming back to time crimes, man. Well, that's not my favorite time travel movie or anything like that. And it is certainly an overlap. Holy crap. But he does it like three or four times mm-hmm. the same kind of path. They were able to build incredible tension in that movie and mm-hmm. suspense where I was like, Oh, we're doing going back again, but then he would go do something different. I'm like, oh shit, this is cool, man. Like, I want to see where this idiot is gonna, cause he was a bumbling idiot in that movie, wasn't he? He was an yeah. idiot, yep. <laughs> they usually are, and I, I tend to get mad at the overlap, uh, time travel when you, okay, the guy goes, travels back through time, he's gonna try and change things, he gets to his first interaction point, and doesn't make the connection that he already did this shit. That, and that's what synchronicity was. He got to his first interaction. He should have been like, okay, duh. This has happened before. This is what I did the first time, and it's not work. It didn't work. So I need to immediately change course. And he doesn't. He just keeps carrying on and tell him not to tell. It doesn't set off any alarms when your buddy is saying word for word the exact same thing that he said to you on the phone the last yeah, time you tried this. I, like, you don't go, hey, jackass, no, different, something. I don't know. And, Honestly, there is no way to escape your fate in that loop, but nah, I, that's where it, they tend to lose me too. Where I'm like, "Uh, you did this already, can't you see it?" Yep, and, and I, I understand. Time travel movies are very hard movies to get right because uh, there is so much stuff that you have to cover to make sure that you know 
upon a rewatch or just that, that people aren't scrutinizing you like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. That, no. yeah, this, this, this happened, which is, which is what you're saying here with this synchronicity. Yeah. And let's not forget the greatest time travel movie of all time. Black Knight starring Martin Lawrence. Over to you. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> time I, I time travel. <laughs> yes. He, he's, he's a knight, you see. Yes. Okay. Um, so, Interestingly enough, I, I enjoy the what you said there, the action ones way more, but two of my favorite time travel movies are, one, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. They do that, they do that so well, it, it, and Alfonso Cuaron directed that one, and it was done so well, and they could have screwed that up so easily, but they didn't, and it worked, it, it works beautifully. Even if you don't like the Harry Potter movies, that the, the time travel twist in that particular installment was done perfect. It was done perfect. Like I, I going back through there, I'm like, I don't know how, like there was, they, they crossed all their teeth, dotted all their eyes. Like I got it. I, I understand I understood how that all worked. And the second one is triangle. And I believe you've seen triangle, right? Uh, yes. Boy, I forgot about, I don't remember the Harry Potter one. Um, and a triangle, something about a boat, and she goes back yes. home. Yeah, I vaguely recall well, that one. Oh, that was such a great movie. I love Triangle, and uh, and she has to, she has to. Uh, there's time travel to, in there. I don't remember. Oh man. yeah, there's multiple versions of of her. It was done that movie there even more so than Harry Potter. This one here, they could have screwed this thing up so bad but it was done so well i'm like wow they really by the end it's basically this woman is on this big ocean liner they her small yacht and her and her friends their small yacht capsizes they find this huge ocean liner abandoned ocean liner they get on board and there is something or someone killing them off and uh there's multiple versions and i'm trying to be vague here yeah. because it's such a great movie you should check it out listeners if you, listeners if you haven't seen it uh but it's done in a way that it's it's kind of confusing, but it wraps up beautifully, and you're like, okay, I get that. I see what was going on there. So that was a big thumbs up. That's maybe my one of my all time favorite time travel movies that works. Wow. Um, having said that, though, I yeah, bring on Terminator or Back to the Future. Um, I've got some crazy ones here. Even Butterfly Effect, I threw that one on there. I thought that was a pretty good movie. It, do, would you consider that? Time, I think that's time travel. Like, yeah, kind of, because he's going back to try and change the past so that it can change the future, which was another thing I thought about addressing. Do we, you know, because there, there are there was another way I was thinking about splitting this list up, and it was the the easy time travel and the very hard time travel, like. Easy time travel would be back to the future. You get in your car, you go 88 miles per hour, you time travel, Boom. and you're good. And the hard one would be like Deja Vu or Terminator, where it's like the time travel is not a quick event. It is a once-a-movie kind of thing, and that's it. And it usually means you're going to die just going uh -huh. through it. I tend to like, obviously, the, the more fun and frivolous one uh, version yeah. of it. But uh, there was something I thought of, too, that made me laugh. Uh, that kind of has, I don't want to say ruined time travel movies for me, but I got to consciously not think of it when I watch a time travel movie. I was listening to one of my science podcasts, and the, uh, somebody asked the science guy, um, wouldn't a time machine have to also be a spacecraft? And I was like, what? Why? 
Because you see, like in Back to the Future, he gets into the DeLorean, goes 88, and now he's not at Twin Pines Mall anymore, he's just at, in a farm in 1955. But the reality of that situation is, planet Earth would not be at the same spot as it was mm. in 1955, because it's traveling around the yeah. sun. So you would oh, have to wow, travel... That's, that's getting nerdy there. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nerdy, but at the same time, like, you just broke my brain. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now, would you consider would you consider Contact to be a time travel movie with Jodie Foster's machine that she travels in and how that works? I mean, I know that's well, maybe that's stretching it because she's I breaking know. the laws of physics with it, but she's not technically traveling back or forward in time. Kind of. I. I you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. You could. You could scientifically call it a time travel movie. Because I guess the same would apply then for like something like Event Horizon. Were they yep. holding time and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yep. Because I, I, my list is I push the limits with some of the movies that are on my list here. Oh, there, there's go for it. It's it's all yeah. bullshit, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You do it every once. And I, I, I you, you, well, here's the thing. You brought up uh, Star Trek: The Voyage Home. That's the one where Kirk and the gang they go back to even, save the whales. Even there, the time travel very difficult. Like it was not right. an easy thing. It, yeah, they spin around the sun yeah. to get back to Earth in the 80s. But here's what's funny is. Star Trek, the reboot, the J.J. The Abrams reboot. That's time travel. First Contact, first contact was time travel. Mm-hmm. Voyage Home, time travel. Generations, time travel. There's four different Star Trek movies that deal with time travel. And I think that they all do a pretty good job at it. I Voyage Home was the most... Uh, well, even First Contact, they do the same thing where they have to go way back to stop the board. Um, they do, but when, whenever it's we got to go back in time to stop something so that we can change the future. I, I sometimes I'm like, nah, unless it's something silly like Back to the Future, then that, which is a movie that's impossible to hate. Um, oh yeah, it is. But when it's like, oh, the first contact, I don't know that because when you start dealing with the what is called the butterfly effect, especially mm-hmm. with time, then it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Even just going there, your presence. Is altering yeah. everything. Um, you're probably bringing some disease they haven't even thought of yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we talk about the 80s and when all of a sudden the AIDS scare and that became a new epidemic. It's like the, the common cold. You drop it off a uh, hundred years ago, you might just wipe out humanity. Yeah. <laughs> that just made me think of another uh, time travel movie. One that you hated. And I... It's bad, but I can't help but watch it every now and then. That was, uh. Peter Himes one? Yeah, I think so. No. Oh, the Sound geez. of Thunder? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CGI dinosaurs and things oh, and stuff. Bad CGI. Yeah. <laughs> was there, there was, what was the one with Paul Walker where they go back to oh, the, the Knights? And... That was, see, that, I liked that. That's okay. That, uh, yeah. Paul Walker and, uh,. Eh, what's his name? That guy that, uh, Olympus has fallen. Gerard Butler. He's in that Oh, too. yeah. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. Oh, we're going to get into another Gerard Butler movie this, uh, this episode. Okay. <laughs> um, so another couple that I have. Yeah. And now, and, and here's where, do, what do you, where do you think, uh, the alternate realities fall in as far as there is an alternate earth or there's an alternate whatever going on? That's, I, is that considered? Would you consider that time travel? I mean, scientifically, technically, yes, maybe. Okay, but I don't know. I mean, okay, not well, here's why, not here's generally why in the context up. of what we're discussing. 
Yeah. Uh, you're going to... Because... The, the one, Jet Li, is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Okay. But they're... Oh, that's another good one. Yep. That's... But that's not really time travel. That's the multiverse yeah. thing where they're sidestepping. Anyway. But, but what about Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger Part 4? Where does that fall into this? Where does I, I, that I'm... fall in with Back to the Future and Terminator? <laughs> I never got through Part 2, I don't think, so I, I wouldn't uh. know. Um, because there's an alternate universe where Toxic Avenger is a bad guy. His name is, I think, Noxie. And, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, <laughs> this has been your trauma minute. Um, yes, back to reality. Um, here's one, though. I have not seen this show, but I've read the book. You've re- Actually, you've read the book, too. And I'm looking forward to watching the TV show once it comes out on Blu-ray. I didn't have this channel. But 11-22-63, Stephen Sp- uh, Stephen King's novel and uh, the James Franco starring miniseries that deals directly with time travel yeah, and right. altering the, the whatever and uh, multiple thread. I don't, I don't want to get into too much spoiler territory because that book is, I love that book and I love where they went. I mean, he really went for it by the end. Um, so I'm really looking forward to watching that show once I'm able to, where do you, Think that one fits in? No, that's definitely time travel. That's that's a very good one. I'd put it high up there. And um, again, I, I like it when the science is vague. Don't bog me down in the specifics of it because we know it doesn't exist yet. Like like Deja Vu and Terminator and whatnot. It's like it's so hard and diff. I'd rather have, just be fun and playful and go. And that's yeah. what this one. That the, the most nonsensical time travel. A device ever. It's just a portal in the back of a diner, and if you fall, yeah. you fall out of it. And <laughs> every the every end. time you go back, the really weird and interesting thing about that that I hadn't seen in anything else before was every time he goes back, the world resets. Mm-hmm. So if he makes a change there, that change will carry on. But if you go back again, it resets, which yeah. is crazy. That's sweet. Yeah, but then it can really screw up. Well, I don't want to spoil the end of it, but it can really screw things up. That butterfly effect again. Yeah. So that's a great book. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching the uh, the show eventually here. From all reports I've read, they did a pretty good job with it, with the show. Yep. Yeah, I actually talked to a friend of mine. And he he uh, hadn't read the book. And I asked him to, to spoil the uh, the show for me, how it ends. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy knowing where they went with it versus having read the book. Cool. Um, now, have you had a chance to watch VHS, the, the segment in VHS Viral, by any chance? No. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Right. I've been busy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that so that's another one that that's from the director of Time Crimes. He did a segment on VHS Viral called Parallel Monsters, and uh, it deals with a, a guy that that creates a portal to an alternate dimension where. Everything is as it is, like the same people are on the other side, but it's an alternate reality and uh, how that interact, how they interact with, with each other. And it's really, really good. I think that you would really like that thing. That's the easily the best one of a uh, fairly mediocre part three of a great series. Parallel Monsters is highly recommended. Okay. Well, I, I you, you didn't give that thing a gr- glowing review, so I avoided it. No, that. I did not. But that's... Even if you would fast forward just to that segment, especially you, you would appreciate that one. I'll have to check it out. I, I am sort of obsessed with time travel stories, even if they're 
mediocre or weird or, uh, you know, whatever. I still am like, yeah. ah, I want to watch that. <laughs> that comes so from- then Citizen Toxie then, huh? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> the ongoing adventures of Citizen Toxie as he travels through time to save all humanity. Um, uh, Doctor Who. There's another okay. good example of t- excellent time travel stories. That's more in the egg. Stargate. Again, you keep pulling up the shit where it's like, but they went past the speed of light, so technically they did time travel. No, they just kind of <laughs> went to another planet in Stargate. No, oh, they did. Didn't I, have, have you watched the show? Like, how yeah, the show? they go to other planets. Oh, okay. All right. Granted, it's like so fast that it technically would qualify as time travel according to physics perhaps but uh <laughs> not generally within the context of what we're discussing okay that looking over my list yeah that, i mean and we talked about looper johnny darko yeah that was one i didn't put on there but that would that would be in the middle of adventure and overlap in my opinion uh what about army of darkness yeah, I saw that pop up too, and I just kind of was like, yeah, but the, the time traveling is a side aspect of that story. It's not like the crux of of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's literally just, I think, Sam Raimi saying, this will be cool. Let's just do this. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but I do like the, uh, especially on the, uh, here's a, there are several alternate before, versions. Before of, you get into here's a good question. Which okay. ending do you prefer? You know, I personally prefer the uh, uh, shop smart, shop smart ending, the more upbeat, fun ending versus the no yeah. <laughs> ending. But that's just me. I, I actually, that's one movie where I prefer the theatrical version versus the kind of a little bit boring director's How extended cut. How long is the cut. director's cut? Is it the director's a lot longer? cut? Is oh yeah, it's a lot longer, and it's it just. I like the very tight 80-minute runtime of the theatrical version. It's funny, it's fast-paced, and then it has the upbeat ending. Boom, end credits, we're done. Whereas director's cut, it just it gets a little bit slowed down, and then the ending is a downer, which is that's fine. I like that ending. I, I like both endings. I, I, I can't – it's so hard to pick one because that no ending is so funny. Like, it just yeah, it kills is. me. Yeah, especially with who you're dealing with, Ash, which he gets shit on in all of the Evil Dead movies and – that's I, I, instead of the big heroic ending, you get the no. I think I would side with you though, uh, going with the shop smart, and only because of we never got the continuation of that story. If we got another movie where it uh, he's in England, it was England, right? With Big Ben, he was looking at, and he's he's going no. Yeah. If that um, story continued from there, I would probably prefer that ending. Period. But since we don't have that movie, where he'd be in the future fighting. Whatever, but yeah. we don't have that movie, so it's yeah. Shop smart, shop s smart. Isn't doesn't he say bitch? Oh, oh, I can't remember. I gotta watch it yeah, again. Yeah, she bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a great. Yes, movie. it is. I saw. Did you see the trailer for Ash vs Evil Dead season two? Oh, I have not. You should watch that trailer. It's fantastic. Just blood and gore splatter. Shot cut. Shot cut. Blood gore cut. And that was nice. It. It was, I'm in. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad that the Evil Dead series is still still yep. alive and kicking. I need to see that first season. But anyway, it's great. Uh, I do want to. I do want to give Time Crimes another watch, especially because I enjoyed Parallel Monsters so much. Uh, and I, I, 
I think I kind of liked Time Crimes, but I the main character I disliked so much. Uh, I thought he was such a bumbling idiot that I just didn't get into the movie like I felt I should have after your review. So I, I kind of want to give that one another rewatch when I get a chance. He is a bumbling idiot, and it it still managed to be entertaining because it was so well made um, and so interesting in, in the way that it was doing, uh, the, presenting its story and shifting yeah. around. But you are, it is an overlap movie, and the guy's a moron, but you hang with it, and it's a pretty decent movie. It is a little tough for me to swallow, too, because I'm watching the same thing over again. And it's like, yeah. anytime it's like, time travel movie, I'm like, give me Terminator, give me Back to the Future, give me give me that shit, because that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. I want robots stepping on skulls while they shoot yep. lasers at shit. Amen, right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> and Marty no, McFly he- making out with his mom. Yep. Now, uh, you did watch Lost, right? Nope. I, I watched uh, maybe about three episodes of Time Worth of Lost as my wife watched it, and I would wander in and out of the room. What's going yeah. on? Oh, huh, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I did good see, for you. I did see yeah. the last episode, though. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Oh, that was... Who didn't see that coming after all the oh. weirdness on the island? You didn't. You didn't think that was going to be the case. I totally thought that was going to be the case. Oh man, what a what a pisser! That whole um, I spent years of my life like lost another season. This is back in you know this is back before streaming, so it's like yes, another season of Lost starts, and then by season four, it's like all right, another season of Lost starts, and by the whatever seventh or eighth season, whatever the last one was, I'm like oh. Son of a bitch. I think there was only four. No, there was more than that. I, there had to have been. It felt like it went on for 20 years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was only four. Oh, uh, I, I remember my dad, uh, one of my uncles let my dad borrow season two or three. I'm not sure. And one of the main complaints I always heard was that nothing happens. And so my dad was watching an episode and I sat down and was like, oh, okay, I should try and watch this. Because uh, everybody's talking about it. And I watched... Half an episode with him, and then not a damn thing happened. Not a damn thing. There was a guy, he was in a cage, they talked real slow to each other a little bit, no plot moved forward, and that was it. And I was like, I'm done. Then when it came on Netflix, my wife was like, I'm going to watch this. I was like, all right. I I wandered in and out of the room a bit here and there, and no. Did she end up liking the whole thing? You're right, there's six seasons of Lost. I'll be damned. <laughs> 121 episodes. Oh, um, I watched them all. So did she. Uh, nah, she. She said too often nothing happens, but when she gets into a show, it's like, she's in it to the end. I mean, she could, there's six seasons, she could be in season two and be like, ah, I don't like this, and she'll finish it. Ooh, she, just, wow. she just has to stick with it. But that, I mean, that's the thing, though. If I'm not into it, I'm like, you're on your own, and... Okay, so she watches it on her own, and I move on. I, she's yeah. still watching Shameless. I quit that show three or four seasons ago, and it's still going. But uh, I, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's not like I don't. We don't watch enough fucking horse shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who the hell are we to judge other people? Watch whatever the hell you want, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's uh, Looper. By the way, was another. I think Looper did a great job of this whole time travel thing. You know, I would be remiss to say that, that that is a excellent movie, excellent movie, well done movie, and I mean that director obviously has gone on to much bigger things now. Yeah, Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. 
That was another one where the time travel was kind of tough. It wasn't super duper easy, but and he played with ideas that I thought of a lot in time travel movies, especially with the the butterfly effect thing. Well, you got the younger person here. Why don't you scratch his arm? And he'll have a scar in the future. Remember what happened to uh, what's his nuts as he was trying to escape? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and parts of him were just vanishing. That was a Paul Dano's character. Oh, that yes. was that was horrifying. So cool. yes. Horrifying. You know, that's probably the last truly great performance by Bruce Willis that I can remember. I think that I think that Bruce Willis he did pretty good in that movie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a dark, mean, horrible person, bad son of a bitch. Yep. Bruce Willis, uh, yes. playing himself. Yeah. Moving on. Do you want to <laughs> talk anything else for time travel? Let's move on. Uh, you know, no, we covered Citizen Toxie, so I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I, I go ahead. I'll let you go first. Then we'll do. I'm a, a little bit of a rabbit trail leading into my first review of the night. But uh, okay. let go well, ahead and review whatever you want first. Okay. Well, I am going to. My first review is going to be my capper for the time travel thing. And this is this is really pushing it with time travel, but it's it's on the fringes of that, but I wanted to at least start off uh, the recently watched with this and that is I finished up season 1 of Netflix's original show, TV series Stranger Things. Dude, I, you just started watching this t- I, uh, yesterday. Binged the hell. I watched it in three days. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a good thing, though, because this gets a thumbs up from me. Uh, I, of hate, course, I hate when you watch TV. Because <laughs> I'm good. I'm good now. I'm good with TV shows for a long time. And I kept on the whole way through. I'm thinking, no, you know what? This is a seven hour long movie. Just think of it as seven hours. Exactly. Long. Exactly. And move on. And you uh, have they, to take breaks between seasons. Okay. Of anything. <laughs> so if you start another show that has three seasons, you have to take a break between one and two. And you can't do that, can you? It's hard for me. Oh, okay. That's, Stranger that's, Things. That's why I like 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 no. Daredevil. I as soon as Daredevil no, comes you like, out, I you like that in Game of Thrones because you're caught up. Because yeah. you can all you, you don't have a choice. There's other yeah. there's other times where I'm like, you should really watch this damn show because it's so up your alley and you're like, Oh, there's seven seasons. Well, I'll be watching that for the next Seven Three. months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but go, carry on. but Stranger Things, I, I couldn't resist because, j- first off, the picture that comes up on Netflix when you click on Stranger Things, I'm like, oh, that's so 80s looking cool. And uh, I am happy to report that was a very, very good show. I, as far as time travel goes, I, I think it's more dealing with um, an alternate universe type thing. So maybe it doesn't quite fall into time travel, but it's still easy on spoilers. I don't know anything about, uh, and even that it's even that is, uh, you'll see. I, it's not, that's not spoiling anything, honestly, because I'm not even sure if what I'm even saying is completely accurate. It's, there's something, a creature maybe out there. Don't and, spoil the show for me, please. I don't know kids, any of these And things. everybody dies. And then the movie, no, <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Toxie shows up to save yes, the day. He time yes, travels exactly. back. <laughs> I'm oh, here but, with my mop. Yeah. Um, my biggest complaint about the show is so often with TV shows is they just seem to not know how to wrap up good. And I was left a bit unsatisfied with the ending, although if this, I'm guessing this, this series is going to keep going because if they do, I could see them 
keeping on going and then it being fine. But as it ends, I was, I was a bit disappointed and a little of this, this eighties synth bullshit goes a long way with me. Um, and by that, I'm talking about the score right now. Oh, by okay. The way. So it's, it's not awesome. Like uh turbo kid. Oh, it's cool. Um, but it, it's fine, but, um, it's not true 80s music, and, I, and it seems like and I'm trying to not use the hipster word here. Again, like Drive? We, uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, I guess, yeah, and it works for Drive, but a little of that goes a long way, and after a while it's... With, with your little bullshit Casio machine, whatever, yeah. I'm like, it's okay, it's, it's hip, that's cool, and a little of that goes a long, long, long way. And I'm just not for, a for, for Slayer's number one A fan. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but this, I honestly, I think that a little bit more of a suspenseful score would have been better suited instead of this retro '80s synth yeah. thing going on. And it's like you're not John Carpenter, and you're trying to be John Carpenter, and you're not. Uh, but. Anyway, that it it took me out of it just a bit, and I'm I'm serious when I say like I, I liked it, but it was a bit much. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. So anyway, I, I'm going to watch it and I'll report back. I'm I'm up to my uh, neck in TV shows right now, so that one's going to have to wait a little bit, only because I know it's a Netflix original and it's not going anywhere. You know, if it were something that if HBO presents on Netflix, I'd yeah. be like, okay, I better watch this yeah. quick in case it's gone. Uh, yeah. But I'm watching. True Detective and uh, other yeah. stuff I finished up, but yeah. But Strang- Stranger Things was very good. I am, I'm very glad I watched it. I'm looking forward to a season two. Um, it looks I, like they nailed 1983. That they looks like totally my, nailed it. It looks I'm like so my impressed. childhood. Like I yeah. watch it, and I'm like, oh, I wish it was still like that, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> but banana seat bikes and yep. the huge ra- radios that they're using, and uh, like the Clash. It, I, I was impressed. And lots of nods to uh, and by, when I say nods I'm like I'm talking my posters on the wall of the thing and the evil dead and cool shit like that Millennium Falcon makes an appearance in this thing uh, so it I liked that and they really got that 80s feel and I dug that um, yeah it was a good it was a good show I'm yeah, yeah. alright alright uh, anything else Stranger Things. Uh, I'd like to keep talking about it, but I'm going to spoil. So, yep, I'm done. Okay. Well, as soon as I get it wrapped up, which will be some uh, more than a few episodes from now, because we're kind of a one episode a night kind of normal people. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we will do a full spoiler episode of it then and really dive into it. All right. Okay. Uh, for my first review of the night, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I'm literally bursting at the seams. Um what I'm going to do before I get into it is I have a, dir- a list of a, uh, certain director's films here, and I'm going to real quickly run down that list with you, and I want you to respond to each one and tell me just one or two words of what you think about that film, and then okay. we'll get into the new one. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. The Crow. Oh, yeah. Dark City. Ooh. Oh, boy. I'm now very curious if you actually watched what I think you did. What do you think about Dark City? I'm, you got any? Oh, your... yeah, great movie. That's uh, a fantastic movie. Garage Days. I don't think you've seen. I've never seen that. I Robot. Great movie. 
Knowing. I had no grant. I have not watched that movie in in years. Okay, but I I I've watched it two or three times, and I've liked them uh, every. I've liked that movie every single time I watched it. Knowing. Hell, hell yeah! I'm a firm supporter of knowing. With all of that uh, filmography in mind, I watched Gods of Egypt. Oh man! I can't. oh wow! This is one of 20th... the most hated movies of this year. No, no, not really. Just uh, completely woefully under uh, promoted and horribly promoted. On top of that, I think they a uh, hundred and forty million dollar budget, and I believe what I read online, uh, one of my buddies posted a thirty million dollar marketing budget. Okay. Um, Mortal Hero Beck teams with God Horus in an alliance with Set, the merciless god of darkness who has usurped Egypt's throne, plunging the once peaceful and prosperous empire into chaos and conflict. Even me, uh, being a super huge fan of Alex Proyas, I agree with you on all those things, except Garage Days I own and love. I like all his movies. Um, watching that trailer, I was the trailers for this movie, I was like, wow, does that look like a piece of shit. Yep. An overly CGI'd piece of dog shit. Well, to uh, steal a f- favorite phrase from my friend Mr. Eugene Weaver, I am happy to report... <laughs> This is a fucking fantastic film. And Whoa. you I can't wait for you to watch this movie. And with, and I think Joni would like it too. And okay. even Joni, I even I think she would. This movie I shit eating grin for two solid hours. I'm not kidding. I at the at about the forty minute mark, I was like, this is insanity. I, I hit the display to see how much time was left because clearly this is the climax of the movie and it's ending. There's an hour and 20 minutes left. I, there is no way they can top this scene. And I did that three more times for the next hour. Until I, It is just bonkers. This movie is just freaking bonkers. And what sets it apart from movies like the uh, t- Titans movies or the Clash of the Titans Attack of the yeah. whatever the shit is and uh, the Hercules with the Rock, is like they know that they're making this movie. And they wrote the screenplay accordingly, it seems like, because they're busting each other's balls while they're making it. And, okay, so on the... How do I explain this damn thing? Uh, You got gods in Egypt, that kind of idea. And mortals. The gods are, uh, let's say, about ten feet tall, and so... You constantly have this kind of force perspective thing, it feels like, but the special effect is so flawless that within the first 15-20 minutes, it, it's almost kind of distracting for a nerd like me because I'm watching it going, how do they do this? Like guys, the the main guy that plays Horus is uh, Nikolai Coster Wilder. He's uh, Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He's the main guy. He's Horus. He's 10 foot tall walking around, dude, and uh, the main uh, human guy is Brenton Thwaites. Your dorky, goofy, annoying 16-year-old character in these movies where you're like, with your floppy hair and I don't care. But they don't focus on him. Like, he is the main character, but the rapport between him and the gods that he's running around with is hysterical. So you don't care. Like, the gods are constantly busting his balls. At one point, I'm not kidding, I, I laughed probably harder than I've laughed at a movie in a month. 
the he's running around with this god. They go to this library thing and where another god is learning all his whatever, and uh, <laughs> the two gods are talking, and then the human character steps out from behind the giant and says, oh, well, what if you do this? And the other god rears back like, ugh, I thought you were a baboon that was lost. Like, I thought you oh. just wandered in here. I didn't know that, oh, what? Uh, shit like that, where they're constantly busting his balls. And you as the audience member goes, I've laughed so lot. I, I laughed so hard at that. Yeah, it was okay. so damn funny. But as the audience member who's kind of annoyed by these mopey teenage whatever, and he's, I shouldn't say that, because he's not that mopey. He has a decent motivation. Just he's, he, he's acting against uh, Jamie Lannister and Gerard Butler, for shit's sake. Yep. He's, he's a little outmatched. Uh, Gerard Butler, fantastic villain. Uh, the, now, this is a CGI fest. You could tell that from the trailers. This is a CGI fest to the nth degree. But the only time where it's really kind of noticeable is when they're like, it's an adventure thing. We're going, we're traveling A, B, C, D, going, you know, across the lands to all these different spots to find the certain keys and tools we need to defeat the bad guy, whatever. Uh, but the only time where the, you're like, okay, they're on a green screen background is when they're like, okay, let's stop and take a break and sit down. And then you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're blowing sand in their hair off camera. I get it. But yeah, the, the action scenes and all that stuff, the CGI is so, Good. It is astounding. All of the action set pieces where they're running around, astounding. My jaw was on the floor. Um, I, I hesitate to say that I guarantee you'll love this movie. You, you, at the end of the day, it's kind of a bad movie, but it's the best bad movie. You know, uh, here's the best way that I can really succinctly describe this movie to you, okay? This is the Fast and Furious 5 of Greek mythology. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what this is for two hours. And it's the shit. And so where did you, how did you see this? Did you watch it on uh, Vue? DVD, I borrowed it? it from the library. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw okay. it at the library and nabbed it right up because I was like, Alex Proyas, I, he has not let me down yet. I go back to that list of all his major theatrical releases, which is only five, but... I love every one of those movies, even to, you know, iRobot, eh, alright, little corny, dodgy CGI occasionally, but still a fun movie. It's really good, yeah. a lot of heart. And the writing is what's, what sets this apart from those Titans movies, is because it's, the dialogue is witty, Gerard Butler sells the shit out of it, he's just ripping, oh, he's just ripping these people left and right. It's so damn funny. It's like the same thing that sets apart Olympus and London have fallen from just your throwaway action movies because his dialogue is so funny and yeah. so like sharp and witty. It, it kind of, it just makes me laugh and it makes it work. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And I think that, uh, you and the wife would enjoy it as well. This seems like almost another one of those, uh, AVP Requiem where we might be some of the only people on earth that like that movie. Little closer to speed racer. Oh, okay. Little closer to that. Where it's, I love it, speed. I love. I do speed too. Racing. But it's just bonkers. It is freaking bonkers. This movie. Ugh. I, I'm I'm disappointed that it uh, didn't do so hot. It, like I said, 140 million dollar budget, and it was a major bomb here in the U.S. It only pulled in about 30 million, but it 
uh, internationally scraped in some coin, did about, uh, it, when all was said and done, it did 145 with 140 budget. So if it only lost its marketing, which was minimal, that's not, I mean, you, that's not that bad. You, there's far yeah. worse out there. Plus with, yeah. it'll make it up on home video probably. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll definitely, definitely watch it. It sounds like something that I would want to check out in high definition though. Um, thank, oh, I'm glad you said that because that brought me to another thing I wanted to mention to you specifically. I don't know if there's a 3D version of this movie, but if there is, get that one. Because okay. this struck me as prime ground for 3D to be, and I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but it, it sure, there was a hell of a lot of shit flying at the screen, and it's, we're talking about a movie that's 90% CGI, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it really struck me as like, I wish I was watching this in 3D, because I'll bet it's badass. Oh, uh, cool. Cool. Oh, man. Gi- giant creatures, cool demons and gods and, uh, oh, what's his name is the frickin' sun god Rob, um, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, okay. I mean, there is a lot of names in this movie. Hold yeah. on a sec. I got it right here. Let me, uh, I mean, I think you might be the only person that I know that has actually seen the movie. I don't think that our buddies, uh, Steve over at Cinema Sidekicks has watched it, to my knowledge. Uh, I don't think so, but it just, a lot of care Brian Brown. That's another great character actor. Uh, so many good people in this movie. There was so many people. You're like, I know him. Chadwick Boseman, who is the new yep. Black Panther. Uh, Gerard Butler just killed it, man. Just killed it. Uh, Rufus Sewell, who I'm glad that, uh, Alex Proyas is keeping his old, uh, cronies close at hand. Cause he, he was in Dark oh, yeah, City. He was, in he was Dark, the main guy Dark in Dark City. City. Yeah. Yeah. Great actor. This piece of crap in this movie, but I, I it made me smile when he showed up because I'm like, good for you, Alex. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Rush was hysterical. He, oh, I loved him. Oh, Bruce Spence. Do you know who Bruce Spence is? Um, the gyrocopter pilot in Mad Max. Oh yeah, yeah. He shows wow. up in there. Oh, it's great. Uh, I. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get your hopes too high or anything, or be weird about it. But well, you kept that that one from me pretty good. I had no idea that you got that and watched it. No idea. I deleted a few texts today. I was about ready to send you with uh, little pictures <laughs> of donuts and tacos and crotch rockets. Yeah, <laughs> we have a. For those that uh, don't know, we have a new rule that we can't talk about movies and texting if we haven't talked about them on the show, except with emojis. <laughs> yes. In case yeah. you have to warn the other person, avoid this like the plague or uh, whatever. At any rate, I didn't want to tip you off to this until I had a chance to prepare you because it's, again, one of the best bad movies. Gotcha. It's not. It's not gotcha. Yeah. Where, where would this fall with his list of movies? Where would you put this one? Where would you rank this? Because oh, we, we both really like knowing. I think that you, I not think, I know haha, <laughs> that you, uh, you watched Knowing, and you were like, dude, you got to check this thing out. And I did, and, and it was fantastic. I loved that movie. He is one of those directors where he, kind of like Kubrick, I'm not saying he's that good. I'm just, he's one of those guys that picks a different genre for every movie. And and it's hard to really pick a favorite from him. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go with The Crow, but then Dark City is so unique and crazy. Yeah. And I, they they all have a tinge of his style. Garage Days is probably the biggest departure, but it's a bloody fantastic comedy film. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I Robot, I mean, more mainstream, knowing, I mean, but but the way that he does action, 
it's just another fine Alex Proyas entry. That's all I can say about it. I can't really rank it in with his other films. Um, there was a little bit of controversy after it came out. There were some people claiming he whitewashed the Greek mm-hmm. history or some bullshit. If yep. you watch this movie, that is such a laughable statement. Not because of whether you agree with it or not, but because the movie is so ridiculous with these gods walking around they transform into giant beings with flying wings and the earth is flat and the egypt and the nile are the only thing that exists on the flat earth and sun god ra pulls literally the sun ac- like it's so stupid like who the sh- who would give a shit that oh some a couple of guys are white or something I, and trust mm. me that's a real thing that is a real problem but to bitch about it in this movie is asinine gotcha Okay. All right. I look forward to oh, you. Yeah. I look oh. forward to you and the wife's review. I, I think okay. she, I think she would like this. Maybe not, but anyway. Well, that leads me into my next review. You you had a more recent review and uh, movie, and um, I'm going to talk briefly about the new Ghostbusters movie that just came out in theaters this past weekend. Um, let me guess bring up, it sucks because girls, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because girls. And then <laughs> that's why I, I thought this would be a great lead in to, to this review here. You said whitewashing when yeah. I know there's been a lot of, uh, complaining online from the, I, whatever you call them, the idiots. Yeah. Oh, I can't have girls. Blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, you can. And they're, they're great. Every last one of the four new ghostbusters. I, I'm a big fan of the original. I saw that in the theater back in 1984. It's not the greatest movie of all time, but I really liked the original Ghostbusters. And again, I, another movie that's impossible to hate. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. And but having said that, there was I'm not, and I'm not quite sure why there has been so much hate for this remake ever since it was announced that Paul Feig was going to direct this. And here's here's our a list of uh, actors, it's just been lambasted with with negativity, and I I just don't know why the trailers weren't great, but they weren't. All, I don't think they were awful. They were just they were trailers. I, I was not a fan of the trailers, but it was because of recycled jokes. It's like okay. oh, you jump into the the mosh pit and nobody catches you and you fall down. It's like yeah, shit. I haven't seen that joke a million times, but as a buddy of mine pointed out online, uh, Paul Feig, or Feig, I don't know how you say his name, too many vowels. Um, yeah. He has bad trailers that for good movies. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't need, I don't need all the best jokes in, in there. I just, I would rather not have the best jokes in the trailers. I'd like them to be in the movie. Completely agree. I, yeah. And with Ghostbusters, I, the original's great. I, I don't argue that one bit. I, the, the worst fate that I suffered this film is indifference. I, I just don't care about Ghostbusters that much. I mean, people yeah. are all fired up one way or the other, and I'm in the middle like, all right, I'll see it sometime. Yeah. And, eh. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, by the way, if you, if any listener out there, if you really want to know like a little bit more of an in-depth review, I posted a review on our movie, movie freaks Facebook page today. Uh, I gave it four out of five stars. So go and read it over there and hopefully you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs, whatever, just acknowledge it. But I thought it was funny. 
I was never bored. I never once in the two hour run time, I never once looked at my phone like, what time is it? Is this thing almost done? There, the jokes were constant. So even, even with the jokes that fell flat and there were some, there were so many jokes and I was so enjoying it and laughing and admiring the 3D and the special effects that I, it didn't bother me when one or two jokes would fall flat. It was just a fun time at the movies. It was, I, I don't get the hate for this thing. It's fun. Well, mo- it's, it's not that hard to understand, sir. Most of the hate comes from people who haven't seen the film. Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not going to see the movie either. I'm not going to see it either. <laughs> but you fuckers. Well, no, okay. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it pisses me off. No, look, if somebody says they're not going to see it, I, I'm okay, kind of okay with that because it's like, all right, you're backing up what you're saying. You're not going to see it. The only problem is that the people that usually say they're not going to see it are the ones at the midnight crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so or they don't see it, but they keep on complaining about it. Well, yeah. you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So whatever. Anyway, but uh, the 3D <laughs> was great. Uh, the, actually, I, to reiterate what I said about on my review, the 3D I thought was some of the best use of 3D I've seen in years. It, it, it what was cool is I watched it in the XD screen at uh, Cinemark, and so we have the black bars on the top and bottom in this gigantic screen. But they make sure that all of the proton uh, beams fly off of the like. So you, you, you see hooked, them. You hooked me with that shit. That's so yeah. sweet. It's so cool. And when the ghosts fly or when things fly out of the screen, it like they fly past the black bars. Yeah. And it really feels like this shit's flying out of the screen at you. And it really worked. It, I, I read somewhere that, uh, the director, uh, Paul Fig, he did say that this was made specifically with yeah. 3D in mind, which is really cool because it, it does work. And it's not going to be the best summer movie you've ever seen, but for a fun two hour movie that has laughs and good CGI and is science fictiony, whatever it, I thought it was good. I re- thought it was really good. It was, I have not seen, granted, I have not seen many summer movies this year, but it was the best of what I have seen thus far. Wow. So cool. There you go. Well, I'm, Hey, you convinced me to see it in the dollar theater. When it gets to dollar yeah. theater, I'll, I'll go check it out there and I will make sure it's a 3d version. You should. You really should. I I am wanting to hear someone else's opinion on the 3D and like, nah, you're pushing it. Because anymore, if I can see a movie in 2D versus 3D, I'll watch it in 2D. But this one here, the, I, that was my only option. So I'm like, okay. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, is that it for Ghostbusters? That's it. Uh, yeah. Female Ghostbusters that isn't really Ghostbusters because they're girls. Yeah, and it's not funny. CGI versus... I love how pissed you are about it, though. Oh, it's... (laughs) I do agree. I do agree, though, that people are like, girls, girls, because of girls. I'm like, so you want to see... What I usually say is, you want to see more dudes? Is that what you're after, more dudes? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Enjoy your dude fest, dude. (laughs) And they're like, well... No, but <laughs> the Ghostbusters are supposed to be guys. No, because yeah. oh. <laughs> their mythology is so entrenched they couldn't yes, even produce uh, a fucking trilogy. They're like, yes, exa- exactly. Yeah, and the second one was so good. You see, yeah, it's not bad. I, as somebody who is a arm length fan of the original, I, it's the second one isn't that bad. It's not nearly as bad as the hate 
uh, would lead yeah, you to it's believe. Okay. It's yeah, it, that's the slime underneath New York City. Yeah, but yeah. it's uh, see, and I'm I'm on the other end of it from you because I'm I I just don't think it, it it merits the hate that it gets. Part two. There are parts of that yeah. movie that I laugh out loud constantly. The the, the museum curator guy. Uh, just kills me. Just a- every time he speaks, I'm laughing. It's, it's great. Eh, I'm gonna champion that opinion. I don't care. Ghostbusters <laughs> two is not that bad. You can all kiss my ass. <laughs> <sighs> okay, fine. I'll start another review. Okay. Yeah. You're like, that's so awkward. I don't even know what to say. I'll like <laughs> to um, another uh, current movie I'm reviewing here: American Ultra. Oh. Okay. Starring a guy and a girl and a dude and an old person and a young person and some more people. And uh, this is easily the um, most, without a doubt, miscast film I have ever seen in my entire life. There is not Ooh. one single, single role in this entire movie that is properly cast. Um, Ooh, who directed this one? I don't know. I'm bringing it up here. Give me a sec. Uh, anyway, the, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, you remember? He's a stoner with a uh, Twilight girl. And uh, somehow in the middle of a convenience store robbery, his uh, <sighs> CIA training is unlocked. And he starts whooping all kinds of ass. At least that's what the trailer would lead you to believe. Uh, yeah, Kristen Stewart's in the... Oh, yuck. <laughs> uh, there, are, there are some good people in this movie. It just... They're all in the wrong roles, I feel like. Topher Grace <laughs> is uh, hilarious. And miscast. Okay. Walter Goggins, I, you, you are better than this. John Leguizamo, he is perfectly cast in every role forever. Y- yes, he is. He He's is great. awesome. He's great. Bill Pullman shows up at the end for his two-day paycheck. Um, <laughs> oh man, he's he's yeah, he's a thing that exists. Um, eh, that's about it. Anyway, the film itself. This one is a tough sell, but I would love to get your take on it. Now, granted, it is based around a couple of stoner idiots, which are generally annoying. But yes, it's they they pull it off in a way that's not quite so annoying, but. Uh, it's so hard to explain because you're like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, oh fuck this guy. Hey, you're, so... but he's still kind of funny. It's Jesse Eisenberg, and he's kind of funny. I get it. And then you realize, okay, he's got some kind of emotional uh, problems going on here. This is not just like I'm a stoner loser. This is like PTSD war problems or something. Like you, you don't know what it is. And then as the movie progresses, I liked the movie more. And more and more all the way to the end. So you got to kind of hang with it, especially through that first like kind of half an hour. I'm not saying that you will love this movie. I'm not saying you'll even finish it. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if hang with it at least through the first half, because it kind of grows on you. And as more things are revealed about the plot and the history and the backstory of these characters, I'm still kind of in, even though it's a really stupid kind of action comedy. Here's the thing where I can hook you for the whole damn movie. Okay. This movie is gory, and it is disgustingly gory at, at certain parts. Parts when, when this bitch goes on a killing rampage, it's gross. And a lot of it is uh, CGI and stuff. I didn't care, because it was unique. It wasn't like, 
I'm shooting you in the head, cloud poof, uh, yeah. red misty, whatever. It was yeah. like, I'm claw hammering you in the kneecap, and then I'm going to stab you in the throat with a screwdriver, and then rip your throat out. Like, it was really different and unique kind of uh, kills. And easily kept me involved and interested all the way through. I easily give this movie a passing, passing thumbs up. Not going to say I overly loved it. Yeah. I think you would like this movie if you can hang with it. Because there is enough gory bits along the way in the the second half that you'll be like, that was fun. At least. So okay. I think you should give this movie a chance, but go in with your expectations properly set. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, definitely. I, th- that's one that got bad enough reviews that I never, I never, I guess, made the effort to watch it. How did, did you have, uh, what, library rent? Another one from the library. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to check that one out. Definitely. After your review, I'm all in. Definitely. Even Kristen, I gotta admit, I hate to admit this. Oh, uh, please no, don't no. say she was okay. No, she was okay. Uh, she was okay. I didn't hate her. I mean, she wasn't that great, but once I, once, I don't want to spoil anything, but once uh, her story is kind of revealed, I, I felt very different, differently about her performance and about the character. Because I'm telling you, for the first half, stoner losers. Yeah. And like, like, audience, if you guys are into pot and smoking pot, more power, I don't give a shit. I, I need somebody to deliver me pizza. That's fine. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah. If you are one of them, whatever. Kudos to yeah. you. That's great. Uh, Bill Maher, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this one here, it seems like like the the review that you're selling me very much feels like I would really enjoy this movie. Like I'm like even more so than uh, than Gods of Egypt. I'm like I gotta check this thing out. No, no, you will definitely like Gods of Egypt better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Gods of Egypt. I guess he's, he, yeah, <laughs> bloody claw hammers and kneecaps. I'm like, ooh. Actually, but see, that's the thing. While I'm watching, I'm like, okay, there's enough gore that I can convince Eugene to watch this yeah. all the way through. It, oh, oh, and I will. <laughs> that's all it took. I'm like, I'm in. I'll watch it. And a lot of it is very CGI'd, but it still was really it's okay. cool. It was, uh, yeah. you'll, you, I, I'm so curious where you would fall on this. And you know what? If you come out the other end, you're like, I absolutely hated it. I, I don't care, dude. I, I'm giving it a barely passing thumbs up. Gotcha. Back to you. Okay. Wasting too much time with my reviews as I babble okay. on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a stoner, but I'm, I drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to... Oh boy, here we go. Uh-oh. Uh, down the grindhouse trail we go. Every time that uh, you say these kinds of things, I'm like, oh, what the hell did I recommend him in the last couple months? Yeah, no, no, no. This is nothing that you've recommended. In fact, this is nothing that you've ever seen. This is one that I will more than likely be giving a bit more of an in-depth review on my own show. But I want to bring it up on Movie Freaks because I still like to try to bring these unseen gems... <laughs> Um, potholes, yeah. potholes, or? cinematic, cinematic potholes. Yes, it's something here. Um, hinted at this on my own show, and I'm not sure if I brought this up on Movie Freaks or not, but I did buy the newest Grindhouse releasing Blu-ray, and Grindhouse movies are few and far between. They don't have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of uh, movies that they own the rights to, so when they come out. They are very uh, 
exclusive, I guess. And they're like a thousand a print, isn't it? it, it they vary. Uh, the, the one that I'm going to talk about has a three thousand print run, to my knowledge. And this is the company that uh, Sage Stallone and uh, Bob. Oh, I, I want to see Wachowski, but it's not that. It's not that. He's Bob something. He's a huge editor in Hollywood. It's his company, and okay. um, he's released uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal uh, Ferox, Pieces, uh, The Beyond, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, and he also just they just released uh, Cat in the Brain, which is one of Lucio Fulci's last movies from 1990, and uh, I now own this thing, and uh, I watched it, and... Um, of course, I'm going to give this a rousing thumbs up, but this is going to my grindhouse. <laughs> what is a rousing thumbs up? That's uh, like I'm cupping the balls and yeah, touching and, the taint and, and patting the brain. Yes, thumbs right up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, this is one of the grossest things I have ever seen in my entire life. What? Oh. So he got grosser as he went on? Well, that's what's weird about reading up on this movie a little bit. He is the main star, by the way, of the movie. Lucio Fulci is the main star. He is – he plays Lucio Fulci in the movie. And because of all the violence he's seen, he goes nuts and he may or may not – I'm not going to spoil it for you because this is a huge movie that everybody has to see, right? Um, yeah. He may or not be – be killing really, really, really shitty Italian actors and actresses. <laughs> so you have you, uh, avid listener, have to figure that out for yourself. Uh, the gore on display here is it's so insane. So I did a little research, and a lot of the bloodshed in this movie, uh, not a lot, but some of it comes from other movies that weren't even made for this particular movie. They just literally take kill scenes from other movies. In 1990? Yes. and it, I mean, I, I could buy this in a 60s setting, but 90? And doing it, this? And it totally works. It's so hilarious and gross. And I'm like, are, <laughs> like, what am I seeing here? What are my eyes watching? This is... This makes no... The, the storyline is so inconsequential that it's like, really? Did you even have to have a storyline of him kind of going crazy? You really just had to have 95, 93 minutes of nothing but insane gore. Because that's all the movie really is, is just nonstop gore, bad acting, and tits and ass. Roll credits. There's your cat in the brain. And I own it. And I'm, oh, I I'm, I'm already like, should I watch this in another month from now? Maybe. Oh, I want to, I want to watch this movie. It's, I, it's I, crazy. I see this. It's, I mean, chainsaws, people getting run over, heads chopped off, and it goes on. And, and you're like, okay, well, that's the grossest thing in the movie. And then, and then he runs over someone in a car and then backs over them again and again and again and again and again. And you're like, okay, well, okay, it's, we're done now, right? And oh, no, no, we have to make sure that there's like, pig and cow guts all over the, the road and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I so, love it luckily I, the version that I have if you're one of the lucky people you get to have a glow-in-the-dark cover uh, yes so if you order now you can get a glow-in-the-dark cover and uh, a 
you, know, it, you, can, you can stare at your DVD cover in the dark with the yes, lights off and yes. go, wow, I, I have this. Yes. While you put together your pieces puzzle. Yes, and then you smear your lipstick on and your peanut You're butter on the... Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, horses. <laughs> This is what Eugene did last night, just yes. so you know. Yes, it, it literally is. Yeah. And I haven't even delved into the hours, hours long uh, behind the scenes interviews and all that crazy stuff. And oh, and trust me, I will. I will watch every last. Uh, uh, speaking of behind the scenes uh, stuff, I used to be a massive proponent of that. And I, I would watch. Uh, the movies I loved, I would watch uh, all of it, all the making of, everything that I'd get my hands on to learn more about it. Commentary tracks, everything. Uh, I have not uh, been doing that so much in recent years, just because you know how it is with small kids. Time is limited. Oh, yeah. You, uh, yep. I could be watching the how they made this movie, or I could uh, be watching another movie. And after you watch so many of them, you kind of get it. It's, you know, you did this, you did that, whatever. Yeah. The uh, today I watched a two behind the scenes featurettes on Gods of Egypt. Just Ooh, so you know, wow! That's how that's how far deep I went with that movie. <laughs> and, and where else? Where else can our listeners listen to a podcast that goes from Lucio Fulci's Cat in the Brain directly into <laughs> Gods of Egypt and right back to Cat in the Brain again? I'm. I there has <laughs> to be a podcast out there uh, just titled. Shit, no one else says. Yes, yeah. <laughs> in, an alternate, in an alternate time traveling universe. <laughs> yes, sidestep. It's a predestination. Well, you thing have full sleeve tattoos of yeah, shit. And yes, I, yeah, yes. Yeah. I've had sex with you and you with me. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, this is. We've traveled back in time to kill uh, the monkey that ended all of the, the yes, world. And, and then Citizen Noxy shows up and kills Lloyd Kaufman, and the show ends. <laughs> Uh, I'll be back. Yes. <laughs> okay. I kind of feel you. like we should just end there. And yeah. I'm Eric Warner. Because <laughs> yeah, I got I got nothing. It's nothing. Um, Cat in the Brain. Do you want to do? Uh, I mean, I I could maybe do a a. I could knock this stuff off my list uh, pretty quick here. Have I turned you on to Pluto TV on the Roku yet? No. This is a channel that you have to add. Pluto uh, TV? It's called Pluto, like the the planet, not okay. planet, planet. Okay. Uh, and it's hard, kind of hard to explain, but you add the Roku channel, Pluto TV, and then when you go to it, you can hit certain directional buttons and it comes up like a satellite TV menu. So oh, you can... oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. I got it. You have, you have it? Oh, it's... It's fantastic. Yes, Especially it is. If, if, if you're on a Roku user and you're looking for uh, news uh, channel, uh, it's awesome. money yep. channel, it, um, they have a full-time Mystery Science Theater channel, their full-time movie channel is nonstop awesome. So I just randomly hopped on there the other day, and it was uh, Top Secret, Aeon Flux, Braddock Missing, and Action 3. I Ooh, mean, nice. I, holy shit. How can you not just, like, play? Just play. I want to yeah. watch all this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, and oh, Braddock, is, uh, that's a good movie. Well, the only one I'm going to review is Top Secret, because if that movie comes on, I can't not watch it. This might be the most underrated comedy gem 
that I love. I, I don't know. I love this movie. I freaking love it. It comes all, I can't stop watching it. It's fantastic. It's so damn funny. It's so funny. It makes me mad at other comedy movies that <laughs> people call comedy. It's, it's so freaking hilarious. That's I, so in your I, top one. Was that in your top 100? Uh, that reminds me. We need to get those lists put together and I want to put a file up on the Facebook page so that we have those. We can easily yeah. access what, what Agreed. that was. Uh, if it wasn't, it was in, uh, my honorable um, mentions. Okay. It, it was in there somewhere. I, I haven't watched Airplane in a while. It's from the same, uh, people that yeah. made Airplane. I, I think I like it better than Airplane. It's Ooh. that, it's that funny. Those are big words because Airplane is one of the best comedies of all time. I know, but I get to that point where Val Kilmer, he, they're going to enact their secret plan and he uses the uh, big iron pinchers to cut through the barbed wire and he's crawling hand over fist, hand over fist, and he runs into the boot and there's a pair of boots and he's like, oh my God, I just got busted by the Nazis. And the camera pans up and you realize it's just an empty pair of boots standing in the middle of a field for no reason whatsoever. And I'm, <laughs> I'm weeping. I am just weeping. And then they throw the grappling hook up into the tower so they can climb up. And they catch the guy, the Nazi guy. And he falls over the edge and shatters into a million pieces of glass. <laughs> and again, well, I, I don't remember that. tears, tears, just streaming down. It's the dumbest shit ever. But it, like space balls, it just absolutely kills me. This is perfect slapstick. I is, love Is it as good as Dumb and Dumber, though? I hate that movie. <laughs> uh, As we've said before, I'm extremely bitchy about comedy, and I'm eh, whatever. I don't care. I'm, it's one of the most subjective things there is in cinema. But I love Top Secret, and if you don't agree with me, go watch that shit again. Because damn, is it funny? Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to you. Um. Oh man, I. I mean, everything else that I have is a step down from Cat in the Brain, and it's all it's all shit. I'm going to be talking about on Underbelly. Um, it's all right if you want. You can save it for another time. We'll wrap it up and yeah. we'll call it. A I, night. Think, it I think I think I'm going. Monday. Yeah, because the the movies that I have left, I I'm going to spend a little bit more time when I'm sober talking about on Underbelly. Because <laughs> uh, otherwise, so, sober, I'm, it's, aka hungover, it's going to be a blasphemous. Uh, <laughs> no, let's. Do just yeah, we're good. Why don't you go ahead and tease them, and we'll get our tease round in for this episode, okay. and we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, so coming in soon to a theater near me is Star Trek Beyond. I've already got my tickets. I can't wait. That is one series that I don't care what the reviews are. I will be there pretty much on opening night or opening weekend. And Star Trek Beyond is uh, it's. I can't wait. So uh, that's coming up, and um, a couple other movies. Uh, that I'm going to be planning on watching soon would be the Pusher series. I'm going to watch the Pusher series again okay. from, uh, uh, you know, which ones I'm Nicholas talking about. Winding Ruffin. Ruffin. Yeah. I want to watch his three Pusher movies. Um, otherwise, you know, because we just booked, um, we booked birth of a nation at the nightlight, which is a huge deal for us. I've been wanting to watch 12 years, a slave again, but that is Saving Private Ryan slash Schindler's List type material there, but it's on the pile to watch. I, you've never seen it, have you? What? Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, I watched that. I got oh, it from the library. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm giving that one. 
probably a rewatch here soon, but I'm not sure if I'll be talking about it on our show. Just because of the subject matter, it's just it's so yeah. heavy that yeah. It that that was a one and done for me, pretty much. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't see myself revisiting that one. It yep. was okay. Um, okay, for me, I've got my my sack of comic books right now to read is is ridiculous. Um, purchases this week, I got the complete 1940s movies serial uh, movie serials collection of Batman and Batman and Robin from 1943 to 19. 19- 49. Uh, this is a black and white set. I've never seen any of these things, but it, it, the completest side of me had to have uh, this Batman in my collection. You know very well. You own a hell of a lot of shitty films that you call shitty. And when I told you I bought this and you were like, that's all you. It's like, I didn't buy it for you. I, <laughs> I bought it for me. Cause I, I like Batman. I gotta, I gotta have it. And it was like five bucks. Um, Tree of Life, uh, I want to watch that movie. I got the Blu-ray of it for like two bucks. I haven't got around to watching it yet, though. The Terrence Malick one. Good movie. I thought. I don't know if it'll, if it'll, if it'll happen, uh, here before the next episode, but, uh, maybe. And, uh, Netflix has still been adding a lot of good crap, so I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna watch some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to wrap it up for a moment? I'm, yep, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. we're, we're good. Cat in the Brain pretty much derailed me. I'm, I'm. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to hear what you think of American Ultra and Gods of Egypt. I'm serious, dude. I, oh, I can't too. wait. And I, honestly, I'm really curious what you're going to think of Cat in the Brain because it would be the ultimate drunken shenanigans movie at 2 a.m. You just kind of described. My every evening. Okay. Yes. Uh, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword. You can get a hold of us with that at yahoo.com for mail. On the uh, We have a Facebook page, Movie Freaks Pod, and Twitter, at Movie Freaks Pod. We are on iTunes, FeedBurner, Stitcher, Deezer. We're all over the place. You can find us everywhere. Please visit Eugene's Sideshow Cinema Soft Underbelly. His last episode was awesome. I laughed heartily at it. Uh, that this show is the drunken shenanigans. That show is the hangover shenanigans. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, I love it though. It's great. Cool. <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner, and I'm Eugene Weaver. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Eric is gone, and I'm eating my cheese puffs, and they're so yummy, and they're so cheesy. What goes best with a cheese puff? A big sip of yummy, delicious scotch. Ah. But these cheese cups, these cheese puffs are delicious. Mmm. I've actually been chomping on these things ever since we started the podcast, but I chew them very, very quietly and slowly until the ringleader is gone. Then it's on. Then it's crunch time. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nope. He's back. Time out. Hold on one second. We'll just edit this out. Oh, yeah. I got to send my wife a text here real quick here. By God's <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> oh, that's great. Three, 3D versions. Send. Send to 
home address. And Done. send. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. And go. 